Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 75 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're doing well out there wherever you're listening from. I have a special guest in the studio, uh, Sean Reed from Night People Records. Uh, has come down from the Twin Cities to join us. Welcome, Sean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's uh, a return here because I was looking back, you know, you've been on the show before, back when I first started. I looked through the archives, I think it was like episode 11 or 12, like mm-hmm. within the first five or six months, when I didn't really have a clue of what I was doing. I don't know if I still have that much of a clue, but hopefully we can make this work here. I'm I'm not worried about it. I mean, you seem pretty pro to me. This is a you know we're in a pro space right now at least. Right, so. we're not we're not in the hunkered down in a bedroom behind some no. little mics. But yeah, but uh, it's it's nice having you down. Um, it's great. Uh, you're living in our area. When I last spoke with you, uh, you were in Iowa City. Uh, you were still touring quite a bit with uh-huh. wet hair. I mean, a lot has changed in a, in a certain sense. You're a, a Minnesota oh, yeah. transplant. Yeah. Um, you're not out actively playing as much. I mean, Wet Hair is basically done, correct? Yeah, that band is done. Um, but we do have... So I left Iowa City, I think, almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I left... V- I'd lived there a long time. I lived there for 10 years. I lived in the same house there for 10 years. Okay. Um, and the whole time I was there, I was basically doing the label really seriously. And I was doing Wet Hair and touring a lot with that band. So I left directly after a tour we did at the West Coast with our friends, a band called Merchandise, Mm. who I also put out a record for. Um, They're from Tampa, Florida. They've become a pretty well-known band, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, And so right after that tour, I was just sort of freaked out. Uh, Just some things that was just kind of like last straw in Iowa City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a great place, but it's just a, it's a purely a college town and I'd grown up around there and I needed to get, get out, so I, ended up moving to the Twin Cities. And right before I left, we recorded the final Wet Hair record, which is now finally going to come out. Oh, so uh, there is, there's another one yeah, out there. Yeah, there's a okay. record that's just been sitting there for several oh, okay. years, which is which is strange because that's not usually how we would do things. We'd record yeah. and it's sort of, you know, go into the process of coming out right when the recording was right. done. Um, but that record uh, is going to come out on a label called um, Hidden Eye slash Wharf Cat from New York. Oh, yeah. So um, our friend Carson from the band Merchandise does like an imprint of that label. He's kind of involved with that label. So There's some ties to like OSR tapes and like uh, some of those things too. Yeah, he's... They played in some bands together, Big Wharf, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, um, that label, OS... OSR Tapes. Yeah, OSR Tapes is um, a person from the band Blanche, Blanche, Blanche. Right, right. That yep. I've also worked with. And yep. he just ended up doing a bunch of releases on Wharfcat okay, in yeah. the early swing of it. So um, the reason I'm not doing that record is just because I've sat on it for so long. Yeah. And it was like, it's like weirdly too close or it's too personal or it, it's just, there's something about it. I just couldn't put it out myself for some weird reason. Right. Yeah. So, so those those people are going to do it, and that's cool. Well, Ryan, who you've worked with in uh, Wet Hair, is still. I mean, you put out a uh, solo tape of his re- recently. I mean, are you still doing stuff 
on your own, you know, away from that solo wise at all? Um, I've taken a big break. Mm -hmm. Like I moved to the Twin Cities and I, I was just honestly uh, just burnt out in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Like not, not necessarily, I mean, you know, music is a huge part of my life. Like record collecting is a big part of my life. Um, but I just, you know, I'd been on, my life had revolved around touring and recording yeah. for over 10 years. I was, you guys were like road warriors. Yeah, were, I mean, we, we toured, you know, three, you know, sometimes four months a year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, oftentimes it was usually three months a year. We do a full, U, the full U.S. once a year. Yeah. We do a foreign tour here and there. Um, and my whole life just had revolved around that for so long and, and being really involved with booking shows and, yeah. and, and hosting bands and doing all that. Um, and so I was just very entrenched and I just think I, um, you know, in moving, there's just a lot of adjustments. Like I yeah. lived in the same house for so long and, you know, moving into a new city and stuff, it just took a while to get my bearings and get going again. But I'm, I'm currently trying to work on some, a new project. Yeah. Um, that's just me currently, but it, it might end up involving other people. Um, it's just a bit of a learning curve, like getting going on it. Um, and, and for me, like I'm, I'm such a, like a deep record person and I've spent so much time doing music and I've mm -hmm. spent so much time touring and being a little bit older, like being in my mid thirties now, I just, I mean, I have like really high expectations for myself. You don't want to just waste your time and pump something out there. No, you want it to be like I a real deal. I can't do that. And like, you know, I've absorbed so much music and I listen to so much, so many different types of music and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I read books about music history and stuff. So it's just having all this knowledge you know, it's it's kind of intimidating in some ways, honestly, <laughs> because it's I feel like the bar for my that I set for myself is really high, mm -hmm. and um, just just trying to make something that's you know specific and particular to my interest, and it's also like you know different than anything I've done before, right? And something that encapsulates like you know current interests and stuff right. like that. So clearly, you've started to make some like connections in the Twin Cities. I mean, you've been putting out some of the group. I mean, I think like. Beat detects it. Beat detectives is yeah. one. And there's some other groups that Tender you've been working. Yeah, some easy chains. So there's uh, you're kind of finding your in um, in like the Minneapolis St. Paul area, working with some of those groups there. Um, through that, I mean, have you like you said you want to do something on your own? But are there people that you've met that you think oh, these are people that I'd like to collaborate with, like to to I do mean, something? Maybe potentially. I mean, to be honest about it, like. Part of the reason I'm down here in Mankato is I'm I'm DJing later, right? Uh, yeah. You know, like playing um, some reggae records, some '80s dance hall music, Jamaican dance hall music, and reggae has always been one of the things that I've collected since I was a kid. Like when I got into punk and hardcore and stuff like that, reggae was kind of part of that, right? Um, but over the years, um, it's just something that really um, has stuck with me and, and took over more and more. So a lot of my collecting of vinyl and stuff over the last, I don't know, four or five years, um, before I moved and then really accelerated after I moved, um, has been really focused on that music and mm -hmm. the history of that music and stuff. Um, so particularly like a sound I really like is, um, mid eighties, like digital dance hall music. And that's yeah. like, you know, King Jammy, who was Prince Jammy, his productions like King Tubby's Firehouse productions. Um, you know, really a really classic rhythm would be like Slang Tang, which was developed off a of Casio preset Casio keyboard rhythm. Um, so a lot of that music um, 
and it, it's there's a really wide spectrum of it but that stuff in like dub and that kind of thing is is really of interest to me but i'm not i'm not directly connected to it on like a social level a yeah. cultural level like i'm a you know i'm from iowa you know <laughs> from the midwest i right? mean i've really invested in like reading deeply about that music yeah. and collecting old zines and, and and really deep on it but i also living in the midwest it's like in new york there's a lot of dj stuff that's going and you know things are going on revolving around reggae and dance hall music mm -hmm. and same thing with like dub club in la and stuff like that you know deadly dragon sound in new york obviously still things in jamaica different parts of europe the uk but you know minneapolis there's not much of that so um, is that something you would like to try to energize activate here on a, a a local level or a regional level i mean maybe i mean i'm just you know just i've done a i've booked a few shows since being in the twin cities like friends of mine uh a show that i booked um not too long ago is a band called Odwalla 88 that I have oh, okay, a, a yeah. lot of respect for. And I think they're one of the truly relevant, unique underground music acts mm -hmm. currently. It's two women who are from Baltimore, but and they're in L.A. now. And I, I think their music's really, really special, actually. So it's, I'll put on curated events. Like when I did shows in Iowa City, I tried to make them very specifically like curated in, in ways that was unique and really trying to capture what was going on in a relevant way in underground music at the time. Like yeah. trying to get like things that I, seemed really relevant to me and really fresh to me to come to Iowa City. And, right. and I haven't exactly done, I've done that a little bit in the Twin Cities, but the Twin Cities... I mean, honestly, like for me, there's been a little bit of a culture shock. Like, I don't not know totally where I fit in there. Yeah. Um, which is which is okay. Um, and I think you know, I'm just I'm just still kind of like sorting it all out. But recently, I've become much more motivated to like make music on my own and really try to like think about like touring and traveling. Not, right. Maybe not to the extent that I used to, but I, I miss that, and I would like to get back to it. Um, and you know, see what see what's possible in the Twin Cities with with maybe me feeling like I want to accelerate my activities. So, I mean, I'm just trying to like make some stuff that's referential. It's like influenced by, um, some of that dance hall stuff I'm into and dub music and the processes of, of that stuff. And even early, like early house and techno, things like that filtering in and, you know, post-punk, the stuff that's right. always been there for me. With a heavier edge to it, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't really know where it's going right now. I've been making some rhythms and stuff. And mm -hmm. my plan is to just make a, like a rhythm record, like a dub record. Okay. Um, that has my, like, maybe it's not dub necessarily exactly in genre, but it's like, that's what I'm kind of trying to make in my own way. And then I'll make like this instrumental record and then kind of see look at it from there you know right, just make right. make this 40 minutes of music and then and then go from there and cool, see yeah. if i want to get other people involved yeah yeah well one other thing that we're happy to have you down here is that we can talk about your label too and yeah. you're still you know putting out a lot of stuff and uh -huh. in fact you had a bunch of stuff that has come out this past year at yeah. least. so maybe we'll jump into some music and come back and yeah, talk a bit more good. about you know some of the things that you've done so where do you want to start here with this uh first uh, music well we were talking about you know wet hair and stuff and this is a track it's a uh, off a solo tape i recently put out by ryan garbus called life is a bootleg and and ryan is kind of like my main man like we've been doing music together for well, i mean since for for like 15 years or something at yeah. this point. I don't even, it's hard to tell how long it's been, but he was in wet hair with me and we do a lot of visual artwork together as well. So this is a, this is a track of his off this new tape called Life is a Bootleg. 
Thank you.
All right, so we finished off uh, that set with a track from uh, Wet Hair, the currently unreleased record that you had mentioned in that uh-huh. last talk break. Um, what was the name of the track that we played there? Uh, it's called Dear Danae, and yeah, the name of the record is called The Floating World, which is a nod to y- Yukioi artwork, which is oh. like Japanese printmaking. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that was the same lineup, like, with the last, what, two records that you had, right? The trio yeah. lineup of yeah. the band? Yeah, yep, yep. So, um, yeah, we're a three-piece for that. We recorded the record with our friend Luke Tweedy in Iowa City who does a, a studio called Flat Black. And if anybody, if you're in, a, you're in a band and you live in the Midwest and you're looking for a nice, cheap place to record, he has a really cool studio in Iowa City. Um, and we did a lot of records with him over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the track before that was off a new tape um, by a band called Unhappy Birthday, who are from Hamburg, Germany. Um, and I've done a couple things with them, and they're you know just a cool like pop, like post punk kind of mm-hmm. group. Um, and before that um, was off another new tape I just put out um, by an old friend of mine named um, uh, Stephen Christensen who does, uh, it was in a band called um, Estrogen Highs for a long time. And they were kind of like an arty punk band in the sort of like, you know, UK, UK DIY vein, right. you know, like Swell Maps, and stuff I'm, like that. Did you put out a, a tape from them? No, uh, we we played a number of shows with them over okay. the years, but we, you know, I never, I'd never worked with them or anything. Um, and yeah, that, that tape's cool. It has like a real kind of like New Zealand expressway flying nuns. Kind of downer pop. Yeah. In that vein. Like, it has some kind of experimental stuff on it, but it's it's still like a, a punk in a way. Right, you know? right. It's really dirty and stuff. Um, yeah. And that was Ryan Garbies started off, right? Yeah, Ryan Garbis, yeah. Um, and yeah, and before that, we opened the show with uh, some music off uh, the newest record I've done um, by my friend Charles Free, a person, a, char- a character that I've worked with a lot over the years. Um, he's from Des Moines. He does a project called The Savage Young Taterbug. Yeah, I love the sound of that record. Just, yeah, I, I I'm really proud of that record. It's it's one of my favorite things I've ever put out. Yeah. And I have, like, a special re- relationship with Charles. He's a good friend. You know, he's... To me, he's, he's, he's you know, he's just Charles, but he is kind of a little bit of a legendary <laughs> sort of mythic cosmic joker character right. true road warrior yeah american scrounger uh <laughs> you know if yeah. i remember correctly too i'll have to go back but you know next time uh, we're playing some music but i i believe one of the first podcasts i had done uh-huh. i think i played some savage young tatterbug on there yeah so like early on out of the gates that like that early t- I think it was the first tape that yeah I think it, it would have been maybe off of this tape called Boys of the Feather which is a really yeah. cool tape one one of the best tapes I ever put out mm-hmm. and that that tape came out and it really like resonated with a certain with certain people like mm-hmm. his music really resonates weirdly with certain people and this record is a lot more of like kind of a his version of like a songwriter record or something yeah. um, but a lot of the early stuff is has a bit of that, but it's, it's, um, you know, it has that kind of like, it's always had that kind of dusty sort of hippie burnout, like lo-fi 
you know, rock and roll Americana thing. Right. It has such, such a washed out sound. Yeah. You know, it gives it that very dreamy quality. Yeah. Too. And that, that video that was for the new record, yeah. where it's just him looking in the little side mirror. I thought yeah. that was so, like, the perfect visual for yeah. that track that he had. Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of thought his aesthetic was like the movie Stand By Me if they all did drugs and like made out with each other or something, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like they, <laughs> or they the got tracks. loaded, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like that, you know, it's a little bit like Jerry meets, uh, or like Jerry Garcia meets Gigi Allen a little bit <laughs> okay. too. Like that's kind of right. him or something. That's such a contrast, too, <laughs> but it just works. Huh? But in a weird way, maybe it's not, you yeah. know, I don't know. True, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, it's just, yeah, just, he kind of distills a lot of different things and he's a really interesting person and you know he's an awesome person and he he's you know he's both amazing and super frustrating <laughs> to work with and i think in a weird way maybe i'm the only only label that can has had the ability to work with him there's been yeah. a lot of other labels that have wanted to work with him but i don't know if they have the patience for it i just know him so well that i understand him whereas like maybe someone that didn't sort of like watch him come up and wasn't there for yeah. a lot of his like you know, he's he's he was a big part of like the Iowa City thing when right. I was there. And this is a record that you it's been in the works for a while. Yeah, right? I mean, I've been trying to twist his arm and like chain him up and like <laughs> beat records out of him for years. Like, and that, that that's like literally it's almost literal. You yeah, know? the such a like a tyrant as a record label head. Here. <laughs> Be careful. No, right? no, just just <laughs> with good. him, just right. with him. I think because it's like. You know, maybe because he likes it, or we both like it, or it's half necessary, or I have to like, you know, I mean, he's he's an he's an artist, like he's he's part of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the people that know him and the people that have ever met him and hung out, there's just a lot of layers to the dude. So. Yeah, yeah. And his music, well, you know, it comes out on this record. You know, I just think the record, it's called Shadow of Marlboro Man, which I think is a great title. Mm -hmm. It epitomizes so much of what the record sounds like. I tried to make some artwork for the record that I, I really thought about it a lot. The record took a long time to happen, which ended up not really being a bad thing actually, because it, it just came together in a way that I feel like is pretty perfect. Yeah. Like the artwork, the way the record sounds. And there were some other characters, people, friends of ours in the Iowa city and beyond um, family sort of network of the label and people that have done stuff with the label and people who spent time in Iowa City who were have been involved in Charles's music and mm -hmm. making some of his, his music happen. So I, I, you know, in a way, you know, it's not just Charles. It involves some other people too. Right. So. And it, let's talk a little bit about the label. I mean, it, you've been you've been doing this for quite a while, uh -huh. and you know, you mentioned your interest in like collecting, you know, reggae music for your own listening. But with the label, I mean, you've still kind of branched out where it's, you know, electronic music, yeah. pop music, uh, all kinds of things. What has kept you, what has fueled the fire to keep you going with this so far into it? Because, I mean, it's not, I mean, let's face it, it's not easy. It's not like you're rolling in the dough here. No, I mean, there's been times where I was like really down and out on it. I mean, mm -hmm. like early on in living in Minnesota, like I, I had like major question marks, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it still happens, but I think I've just... I never wanted to be a starving artist, but it's just who I am, I think. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've struggled with that and really worried about it. And there's some points where I was really kind of depressed about that. But at this point, I've really embraced it again. And, you know, I think the label, I, I have really eclectic interests, 
musically, I mean, my record collection is really eclectic and I have a really eclectic group of friends all mm-hmm. over the world, you know, from touring and stuff. And the label always kind of, in a lot of ways, represented traveling and being in a band and going on tour and the stuff that filtered back and the relationships with friends and people I was meeting. And it's been a little bit more difficult since landing kind of not touring as much and stuff. Um, And then also, you know, like the label represents a lot of different eclectic interests that are sort of contemporary. Um, And I've had interest in starting another like label that maybe would be like a reggae or dancehall reissue Mm -hmm. label. Um, But it's just, I've been working on that, but it's, it's a, I don't know if it'll happen because it's it's a really big mountain to climb. Yeah, it's really complicated. Well, one of the one of the uh, more archival things that you've done in the last maybe year year and a half, you did that deep freeze yeah. of mice. Which um, was that something that you really wanted to pursue putting out something like? Because yeah, that there's lot... the thing about it is like right now I feel like there's a lot of great reissues yeah, coming are, out, yeah. and it's been accelerating over the last few years. And that makes it actually tough, I think, on labels that are trying to be that are doing contemporary music. Absolutely, yeah. because there's record nerds like me who, oh, it's like you know, a label like Superior Viaduct, like mm-hmm. they put out all this stuff. They put out some records recently that I had wanted. I've been looking for that record for like 15 well, years. Scientist and then they, ones, right? You no, know, <laughs> just like uh, like um, that Illich Ten Suicides oh, okay, record, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like that was a record that came out. That was like, whoa, man, I've wanted that record since I was like you know, for 15 years yeah, or like Sun City Girls, Torch of the Mystics finally gets yeah. reissued. That was like one of my all time favorite records, you know? So it's, it's hard to compete with some of that sometimes. And also from a label perspective, I just, I didn't want to just jump, try to jump on that bandwagon. Of yeah. Like only putting out, you know, um, cause I think there's things that are really good right now that like the stuff yeah. I've played today that I I'm confident about, I think is really good. That should be represented. And I try to do that. Um, but Deep Freeze Mice actually was a record that I feel like no one had heard there. Like hardly anyone had yeah. ever heard that stuff. But to me, I'd listened to it a lot and I'd always search for their records and they're really hard to find because they're all like private press records that the yeah. band put out themselves. But that was actually one of the easiest releases I've ever put out. Really? Yeah. Because I just, um, um, the band still issues the stuff on CD. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just got a hold of them um, and uh, was like, I'd like to reissue some of this stuff on vinyl and we just started talking about it and it um, ended up where we, it just sort of made sense to do this greatest hits record yeah, right. for a band that obviously never had a greatest hit, <laughs> but you know, just a collection because they, they'd had like, they'd done like 10 records in 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. And then had, some of them had gone on and done a band called Ruth's Refrigerator afterwards, which is a good band, really cool band too. Um, and some other things like this band, the Chrysanthemums. And so, you know, just took I kind of made a list of my favorite deep freeze my songs and they made a list of their deep favorite deep freeze my songs and then we just you know I ended up putting out that record it was really really easy to do actually that's encouraging I guess and I think it was just like I you know I emailed them and they're like oh yeah you're in wet hair like we know that band like Mm -hmm. know who that is and like oh you unite people records like your label's cool like you have a cool aesthetic oh you should do the artwork for the record. And I was like, really? Like, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I, I think it's just like, you know, they're, di- you know, they did it totally DIY, you know? Right. And like, so when my label, you know, gets a hold of them, it's a, they look at the releases, they, they'll listen to some of them, they look at the artwork and stuff. And it's just like, 
it's just right in the lineage. I was just going to say, because a lot of that stuff, stuff, you know, you, you, what you've done with the label really kind of comes out of that era. Oh, totally. Of, you know. I mean, that's an area of music like all that UK DIY stuff from yeah. that era. I mean, I just, I love that music, mm-hmm. you know, it's especially the, like the already kind of pop post-punk sound of a lot of those bands, like Deep Freeze Mice and Desperate Bicycles and Television Personalities. Right. And all, I mean, I just, you know, I love so much of that stuff. Is Beyond reggae, is that like your go-to sound, would you say? That yeah, era? I love, you know, that's an area I've like really passionately collected and, you know, the New Zealand stuff, the mm-hmm. Australian stuff, Flying Nun, Expressway, um, bands like the Go-Betweens. Yeah, I, I love all that kind of thing. Right, right. And then a lot of, you know, like synth, like minimal synth, kraut rock, um, post-punk in general. Right, right. Um, yeah, and like, you know, I'm I'm definitely into like, you know, early, some early like house and techno and electronic music. I, I love the history of all that stuff. Like yeah. The history of disco, you know, just the history of dance music in general is actually just so interesting to right. me. And, is you know been an influence influence on it maybe hasn't seen been a direct influence or something but there's bits of the label catalog that that dip onto the that, draw you into know? That, yeah yeah well why don't we get back into some music what do you got uh queued up next for us here um i'm actually i'll actually play a song called club cop which is more the kind of electronic side of the label which has been been there you know has flowed in and mm-hmm. out of the label's catalog over the years and it's by um yeah it's by a new project called suspect which actually came from Iowa City too, but after the time I was there. Oh, okay. And now he lives in Chicago, so.
All right. What did we just hear in that last set there? You had a kind of a like four or five tracks that we uh, blasted out there. Um, that first one uh, was by, I, I think I talked about it, Suspect, um, who's based in Chicago. Um, and then after that was a track uh, by my friend, my friend Wes, who is a Twin City native, and he does a project called Free Music. Um, that I, I like a lot and I'm going to be working with him on some more stuff coming up um, but he records his free music it's like solo electronic stuff it's kind of all over the place it's sort of like it's very like pop oriented but yeah. it's weird and his live sets are really cool and kind of funny is it just him performing yeah it's own? just okay. him yeah. and he's a really he's a really like talented songwriter mm-hmm. and just like compositionally does a lot of cool things and definitely knows his way around some like midi stuff okay. and you know uh effects units and it's really yeah, it's really good mm-hmm. it's one of my things i've been the most excited about um over the last couple of years like as just a musical project yeah um, i like his stuff a lot and then i played a track by roman nails um who's from melbourne a, a guy that's pretty involved with the music scene down there Roman Nails is a project of his that's it's um it's like all analog electronic stuff really influenced by like early house and techno. Yeah. Um but you know also like maybe other synth music like you know German stuff or whatever. Right. Um and you know he's part of like a really really I mean it's just such a vibrant thing down in Melbourne and It like is, yeah. Night People definitely has some connections down there and I've always been interested in Australian bands. We've toured down there and the sad thing about it is it's just so expensive to go down there right. that I have a lot of friends in, in Melbourne specifically and in other cities like Brisbane and stuff, uh, Sydney. But um, it's just it's, – it's a little bit hard to keep in touch with people because I wish I could, like, get records from there more <laughs> right, and, like, send records there more. But it's just so expensive, and it's so expensive to to f- go visit, even try to visit down there. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I've been blessed to make a lot of friends in that music scene down there in different types of bands, you know, stuff like Roman Nails, which is, you know, weirder and more electronic based. And then bands like Scott and Charlene's Wedding or The Twerps or Blank Realm, you know, some that have worked on the label, Naked on the Vague, that are more of like rock bands or, yeah. you know, jangly pop bands or whatever. Interesting thing, too, about that, like, uh, you, that project, Roman Nails, comes out of, there's ties to Total Control. And yeah, he like, lives with a bunch of those guys, and some of those people are in UV Race. Yeah, there's just so many, yeah. like, the, those groups, there's so much networking, and and all of it's really interesting, too, yeah. I think. Okay, I have another so. friend from Perth, this guy David West, who I've put out some stuff for, and he was in Total Control for a little while. He does another project called Rat Columns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's really small there, you know? Yeah. It's like if Portland or the Twin Cities was like one of the biggest cities in the country, yep. you know? Yep. So. Yeah. I've often thought though, though, for uh, night people, it's like when I think of what you've, the, the most, I guess, well-documented would be like the Midwest uh-huh. and then Australia. Like that's a yeah, big part. Of, I mean, probably. I know there's a lot more than that. Yeah. Probably in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just. There's just some bands from, I think, you know, labels like, you know, I remember like Silt Breeze at a certain point started putting out a lot of Australian stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like cued into a lot of it at the same time. And some of those bands were coming over like Naked on the Vague and the Twerps and Fabulous Diamonds and um, there's Circle Pit. But 
Blank Realm, a bunch of really cool bands right. from Australia started to come over. And like Eddie Current Suppression Ring was one of the first that I think was on a lot of people's radar. And then after them, it kind of started to build up. And there's, you know, pretty eclectic, there's a lot of, you know, a really eclectic different stuff coming out of there um, at a, you know, specific point in time a few years ago. Really cool yeah. labels like Bedroom Suck Records, which right. is a great record label. And uh, lots of smaller labels and things like that. So, um, you know, we're just blessed to like, you know, I was in touch with some of those people and started like helping them book some shows and in the Midwest, you know, I'd right. like book an Iowa City show and then I'd talk to friends in the Twin Cities or talk to people in Chicago. Like, you know, I, I helped some of those bands like, you know, ended up playing with a lot of those. I was going to say, I think I saw Wet Hair play a couple shows with like, oh goodness. Pretty much every time. Fabulous Diamonds or something. Yeah, pretty much every time we would play the Twin Cities um was with an australian man yeah for a few years <laughs> right later. right yeah. at the warehouse space yeah medusa <laughs> we played yeah we played several medusa shows with australian bands because yeah. we we'd usually like pair up with these different australian friends once they hit the midwest um and play a few shows with right, them yeah and eventually you know I, I ended up um i used to play a lot of soccer and ended up bl- blowing out my knee playing soccer yeah. and i was like bedridden for a good stretch i couldn't walk or anything after I had this big surgery. So I actually ended up booking an Australian tour during that time when I was laid mm-hmm. up because I'd made all these connections and finally could, you know, have the downtime to book a tour. And yeah. That was the best tour. I've done a lot of tours in my life, and by far that was the best one we ever did. Yeah. Of any of any of the, any of any of the trips mm-hmm. I've ever been on, that was my favorite trip. You had mentioned that, you know, you and Ryan, formerly of uh, Wet Hair, have done some things together still with art. Yeah. I mean, are you still outside of the label doing shows, gallery shows and things like we that want or just to. working on stuff. Yeah, we want to. We're we're working on we're getting together like once a week. One day a week we get together and we work on just visual art stuff. And we had a show uh an exhibition in San Francisco in September at a gallery called Ladybug House, mm-hmm. which is um some real good friends of ours, these um two brothers, Vinny and Justin Smith, along with some other people, um, run that gallery. And uh, Vinny and Justin are really cool underground, like photographers mm-hmm. who, you know, travel around, you know, catching rides, riding trains. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of Charles Freeze, Taterbug, that Vinny has taken that are kind of iconographic in a okay. way. And it parts people from that scene. But anyways, yeah, we, we're trying to do as much visual, a lot of visual stuff. Um, it's just, you know, just figuring a lot of like what's going on with the night people and me and Ryan and different. It's just like starting over a little bit. Yeah. It's like just... Because he's in, mid, in, he's mid in the Twin two, Cities, right? Yeah, mid to late two mm-hmm. thousands. Like we're, you know, I was like I was represented by a gallery in New York for a while in the mid two thousands, and had an art show in Japan and solo show in New York, and then like touring and stuff just kind of took over my life and doing mm-hmm. the label. And now we're trying to do some art stuff again, and that show in San Francisco is really great, and it was a really cool opportunity, and we really, really we made these like really large scale banners, mm-hmm. um, these paper banners for that show, and we're we're trying to do more things um it's just sort of figuring out how and like right now we're making some prints smaller prints that we can distribute easier than these really big things we were making because i think i saw photos of that they were like huge uh, screen yeah they're print like eight jobs. foot tall yeah, yeah. and they were yeah. almost like kind of like you know three-dimensional take took up yeah. space and all yeah that, right? yeah they're, they were set up yeah they're like these like kind of like paper banner monolith things like okay. hanging out in a room and um, they're of these like silhouettes of people with all these other collaged elements and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, 
trying to make some more stuff that's related to that. We're actually making some smaller versions of some of those big prints. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to work on like a book, like an art oh, book really? that we'll put out ourselves. And is that going to maybe include things that were connected to the label or just totally unique? That'll be all, all new stuff. Cinema. But yeah. I mean, if you, uh, the, the, the label's evolving aesthetic, visual aesthetic is is just, I mean, if you saw the Ladybug House show, you could go online and Google Ladybug House and see that stuff um, or go on my Instagram, there's pictures. But like the where the label and that artwork like begin and end is kind of blurry. Right, right. The, the aesthetic is very similar. Are, yeah. And like Ryan and I's artwork flows together so seamlessly that That's you can't, one. it's hard, some... A lot of people wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. That, I was going to bring that up because there's been things that have been, I, you know, like he's done the artwork for Night People yeah. releases, and I think you would never know. Yeah, who, you know, yeah, you would have no idea. And a yeah. lot of like the covers that we've done, you know, the wet hair covers and stuff. It's like we just totally work together, and it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty seamless. I mean, I've been making music and doing artistic things with Ryan since he was in high school, and I was in early college, so really are like so much of our formative experience has just been evolved together and um yeah i mean you know he he's he's making really cool solo music school uh solo music still and then he's kind of like a drummer for hire in a way not yeah. for hire but yeah. uh you know well, a, a ringer he's like a ringer let's kinda face it like there's not session. enough drummers out there right? yeah so, so he, he's playing <laughs> in a bunch of twin city stuff but a lot of it isn't like i wouldn't say specifically his you know? yeah and maybe in the way that like wet hair was more. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that we've we're we're def- we're always trying. I mean, I'm always trying to do all these different projects at once. <laughs> so <laughs> keeping keeping the uh, fire going, stoking yeah. the fire, huh? Well, let's get back to some music now. You said you wanted to play another thing from the uh, Taterbug record. Yeah, here. yeah. I'll just say one more thing real quick. The last track that I played was um, uh, by an artist named Anna Libera. And I did a tape for her recently. She's from Des Moines, making really cool music. She's young and just, you know, it's been really cool to get to know her because she's from Iowa. She's from Nebraska, but lives in Iowa and (laughs) just has this kind of specific Midwest thing that I think ties to the label really well. And it's always also when I first started interacting with her music, it reminds me a lot of she's a very different person than Charles, but Taterbug, the aesthetic is sort of similar in a way. What do you think? I mean, do you like, I mean, for someone who has traveled all, all over the place, you know, what keeps you grounded here in the Midwest? I mean, in terms um, of, you know, especially when you're in the arts, you know, you, a lot of people want to flee to the coast, to yeah. New York or L.A. or something. What I keeps mean, in you a lot of ways, I, I wonder if it's been mis- a mistake on some of those levels not to leave, to be mm. honest, you know, because I have felt pretty isolated here at times. And I a lot of my, like, true peers live in LA or live in New York, um, or places like that. Um, but I mean, the main reason I've stayed is, is just because of the cost of living Right. right. that I've been able to do this label and I can kind of eke out this starving artist lifestyle relatively comfortably. And you know, the label actually, although it's a small label, it takes an incredible amount of time because I do all the packaging myself. I Mm -hmm. like, it's just a one person operation. And like with the Taterbug record, man, that was a really involved like silkscreen project. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So a lot of printing went into it. Just the dubbing of all the, you know, I do everything. So, and then trying to do all this other visual artwork and the times I've been touring and making music. I mean, touring as much as we did, you couldn't really have a real job. Right. And so what kept me grounded in the Midwest is just the cost of living. Yeah. That's, that's 
the main thing and and having like strong family ties like mm-hmm. my the part of Iowa I'm from my family goes back in that part of the you know the land my parents live on essentially has has been in the family um you know more or less since the land was settled by white European people you know so at some point you could maybe return there and operate this tape label from the land <laughs> it, it would cultivating tapes back at the uh, yeah I mean for, it could happen <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah. my dad built the house I grew up in and like you know my parents are getting older my grandparents are getting older. I'm really I'm really close with a lot of my family in my hometown Muscatine Iowa so I I mean it'll be weird but there's a there's a good chance like there's a chance I could end up back there someday yeah, you know right. And and living in you know maybe putting out weird music out of this small town, <laughs> you can um, do that, right? Yeah. But well, cool. Let's uh, let's get into the music then. So this is another cut. What are we going to play? Uh, this is one song? called Scott's Gravy off that uh, Taterbug record. All right. <laughs> Love it 
What did we play in that uh, last set there? Um, the first track was by Jem Jones, uh, who 
uh, kind of got his flow going in Iowa City in proximity to all the rest of us with there, that were there. And he has like a real kind of brotherly relationship to Charles from Taterbug. Mm-hmm. They kind of, you know, different music, but share certain aesthetics. I really like stuff. the stuff of his that I've heard yeah. over the years. Yeah, And he has a new band in the Twin Cities. It's really good. This, this is also called Jim Jones. It's just a little bit different than mm-hmm. the tapes and the solo stuff. And it's with um, the guys, some of the guys that are in a band called Solid Attitude. Mm-hmm. And then this guy that does a project called Larry Wish plays drums. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're a really, really, really good band. Like, really developed. Like, one of those bands that their first show. Are they all gigging now? Are they yeah, playing? Okay. Yeah, they I'll played with Parquet Courts a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Open for them. R- really good band. Um, I think live, to me, they kind of remind me of, like, the Contortions and Pink Section, and then... They remind me a lot of Doc at the Radar Station era, Captain Beefheart. That's a good era to be in. Which is cool. So nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up there and check them out. Yeah, yeah. they kind of have like a no-wavy thing, but it's like sort of soulful and scronky, but then it's yeah. real like noodly. And I'm thinking with his voice, you know. Like yeah. It's got to have a little bit of a kind of soul R&B feel going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely in there too. Um, it, as a live band, they're, you know, they're kind of punked out, but it's yeah. it's really good. They're just one of those bands where it's a bunch of guys who are, you know, been do you know they do a lot of music, right? So when they show up, like their first show, like it's they sounded a lot more solid than most bands playing their right. first show. Yeah, cool. You know? And Matt, Matt and Mickey from Solid Attitude play bass and guitar, and yeah, Adam from Larry Wish plays drums. Really good band. Um, and then I played one by Blossoming Mums, um, which is a project. Um, uh, out of Western Mass, that's it's basically Soreros. It's basically the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, old tour friends, really good stuff. And then a track by the Garment District, which is a record I did, you know, within the last couple of years. Um, that flew on some radars, flew under some other radars, but really, really good record. Yeah, um, I it, it was on my radar. I'll yeah. say that because I think it's a very charming, especially with now we're we're. Uh, Moving into spring, it's kind of a nice bouncy summery yeah. feel to it. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's like, it's a record. It's the the great things ab- about it, or maybe the things that make it not as marketable or something, because it's just it's not like a trendy like scene record or right. like a hip record or something. It's just like it's just it has a lot of classic, cool, and experimental elements to right. it that make it just an interesting, unique record. Yeah, and for the right ar- now. yeah the arrangements yeah. are phenomenal yeah so i think it's a good record for me it reminds me of like some stuff from the 90s i really you know like stereo lab and broadcast it's not exactly like those things but elements of it kind of have some of the feel that some of those type of bands have. kind of meshed with those early library music yeah exactly you know and like a band like broadcast i think that was a big influence absolutely yeah it's sort of like pastoral it's kind of folky library music there's synths on it Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really good and then then a track by Daisy Chains, who are uh, um, a band from the Twin Cities, um, Walker from Solid Attitude, and uh, Beth from Miami Dolphins, um, and they're they're just like a band that a lot of people really like locally. Yeah, trio. Um, they kind of remind me of like Beat Happening meets like Dead Moon or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, just cool, cool local band that I decided you know wanted to rep for. Right, right. Well, we're kind of winding down with time. We gotta get you going here because yeah. you got a you got a gig tonight here. Yeah. Spinning some uh, reggae, like we said, it, it's kind of cool that you're able to come down and uh, 
Spin Records. Yeah, this I was excited unique... about it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you back. I mean, it, I feel like... I feel it... like I've done a better job than the last time I was on this podcast <laughs> like 10 years ago or whatever. <laughs> it was a long... It was like over the phone. Yeah. And I... The reception was a little wonky, yeah, if I recall. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was into that, but I, I think I think this has been better. Well, it's easier where we're sitting yeah. across from each other, you know, three yeah. feet away. So yeah. versus, you know, th- you know, 300 miles away yeah. or whatever. But uh, it does feel like a, a little... Uh, the a turning of the chapter or something. I feel yeah. like you're in a new direction with the label and even for yourself yeah. doing some cool things. So um, I'm excited to uh, to hear the, the tunes tonight. Yeah, I feel like I was on a little bit of a, it was dialed back a little bit and now I'm trying to like dial it all up again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you do a lot of touring and you know, after a while you just get kind of worn out. Right. But I'm, I've been resting and now I'm like ready to dial you're, it up a little bit. You're you know? really <laughs> bringing it, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for yeah, coming down. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And Maybe we should send it out. We do have, you know, a good chunk of time here, but I'll let you play one more thing, uh, one more track from the label or something, yeah. and then I'll flesh it out with some other tunes here. To yeah, I'm going to play another more. one off of uh, Charles's record, Savage Young Taterbug, Shadow of Marlboro Man, yeah. um, just because I'm stoked on it right yeah. now. And <laughs> I feel like other people should be in, you know, I just, I just think this is a record that, you know, a lot of people could get down with and you and we were talking off mic i mean it, it is moving pretty rapidly so if you are yeah. interested in picking it up there's not too many of them left you know if there's enough demand maybe i'll make some more but i don't know you know it's one of those records it's kind of in that in between where it's like i just don't know you know we should maybe uh plug this too for people looking to track down information uh-huh. web presence you have the night people uh website You're yeah on. which is just nightpeople.org yeah or go to facebook Instagram. SoundCloud, Instagram. There's stuff. Google night people, you'll get some stuff. Something will be out there, right? So, yeah, let's uh, jump into it. What's the name of this uh, track that we're going to play? It's called The Paper Stud. And he has a there's a cool video that he made with some friends of his in Des Moines. Th- this is the one with the looking in the. Yeah, he's riding around in a crappy old truck in Iowa, you know, which is kind of his deal. Stand by me, right? Yeah, he's (laughs) carrying a baseball bat and has lots of (laughs) crappy tattoos and stuff. So, (laughs) All right, here it is Savage Young Tatterbug.
menstrual radio yogurt overpowers my hours. Radio yogurt overpowers my heart. You won't eat grey liver, they only make you ill. You won't eat grey slugs, they make you ill. Meanwhile, back on radio.
to an end of this installment of the Foxy Podcast. Behind me now you're hearing more from the Garment District, a track called Velvy Wolvine. We heard from Javantes in front of that with a track called Forever. Principality with Come Alive. Broken Water, a track called Hilo. And then the Deep Freeze Mice with Minstrel Radio Yogurt. I want to thank Sean once again for making the trek down to Mankato, hanging out, playing some records and tapes with us. Again, you can track down information at nightpeople.org. I'll have links up on our website. If you want to look at the playlist for this show, if you're out and about, you can go to freeformfreakout.com. And if you have any questions for me, you can get a hold of me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. But thanks for uh, checking out this show. Check back with us in a couple of weeks. And as always, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>